There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh. Sorry about yesterday. I had a, a business meeting in downtown Denver. I was actually meeting with Dr. Kirk Elliott, which was really cool because he was supposed to be on the show, but we're like, ah, we got to meet and talk. So we went down there and met and talked down in downtown Denver. I hope everybody is having a fantastic week. And as we move towards the midterm elections, which are just five days away, look around you. Look at the news. Look what's happening in the world. Oh, my God. Goodness, man, what, a, what an interesting time to be alive. What an interesting time to be here right now as a witness, as a participant. We, we truly are in what some would say biblical times, epic times. We certainly are in the midst of the great awakening. And just think about what is unraveling here. You know, the crimes, the corruptions, the treason, the sedition of the politicians in the United States of America are being exposed day in and day out. The mainstream media circuit cannot hide it. They try to spin it. They try to go out there and produce their propaganda, their misinformation, their disinformation, but it doesn't work. The alternative media platforms are just skyrocketing in listeners. And that's a good thing. That's why we're here. That's what we're doing is we investigate we look at, we, we, we hypercritically analyze the information that is going on. And then we try to figure out what they're doing. And man, we've been pretty, pretty accurate in a sense, right? I mean, there's some things that on an international level, you don't know how they're going to unfold. But right now, everything is on the table. Everything from World War III, the global economic collapse, to... Donald Trump coming out and releasing some information. And I think, I think we were talking about this last night in my podcast. This potentially could happen around November 11th time frame, a few days after the, the election. And the reason I say that is because it, it just makes sense now. If we looked at Donald Trump doing like D-class or releasing evidence, uh, certain information against the Democrats before the midterm elections, that could be looked at as election interference. Um, th- th- that could have massive implications. But whatever happens with the election, if the Democrats come out and steal the election, if uh, they claim that the Republicans stole the election, or whatever it might be, the perfect storm would be to release it after the election. And I think that that's what we're going to see. I think we're going to see Donald Trump release some information after this election, which is going to be incredibly damning to the Democrats. Now, I will tell you, looking at the state of our political world here in the United States, these people are scared. There is panic in D.C. These people are scared. The globalists, the elitists, the Democrats, the liberals, the radicals, they have their backs against the wall because the world is waking up. Look what's happening in Brazil right now. So you have Lulu who stole this election from Bolsonaro. If you watched Tucker last night, he laid it out. They are completely 100% digital. We see the statistical improbability of how Lulu actually won. 
Bolsonaro has not conceded the election. We believe that he's gathering evidence. People are rioting and protesting in the streets right now. Producing blockades, taking over airports. They've teamed up with the military and police. Demanding Bolsonaro arrest Lulu. We're going to see what happens with that. But, you know, could that have been like a trial run for what's about to happen here in the United States? We've had the rhetoric come out from Democrat politicians the last few days. It takes days to count all the votes. Oh, we won't know who the winner is in many of these elections for days. No, no, that, that, no, we should know on election night. Countries around the world, and for multiple years, this, this country has counted the votes in one night. We know who the election winner is, usually by 10 p.m., 11 p.m. And if you can't cu- count 90% of the votes by that time, 100% of that votes by the morning, then there's most likely cheating going on. And so when they say that it's going to take a long time to count these votes, days to count these votes, don't believe it. That's absolutely ridiculous. They are setting it up to be stolen. What they want to know is kind of like what happened to Donald Trump. If you remember around midnight, 1 a.m. your time, Eastern time, on election night, November 3rd, 2020, which was two years ago today. Well, actually, been midnight, November 4th, but Donald Trump was leading. In all the states that they say he lost, he was leading. And he was leading by a big margin. And we all went to bed that night, and we woke up the next day, and Donald Trump had lost. Joe Biden had somehow gained 50,000 votes in Georgia, 20,000 votes in Arizona. And nothing seemed right. We watched numbers on the screen flip-flop. We had multiple accounts of voter fraud. You remember in Arizona how they were saying that the, the pens weren't working. They were making people fill the ballots out with black marker. And then they weren't accepting the ballots. Election fraud is incredibly real. It happens. And they want to hide this from us. They want to keep us in the dark of what they do in the sense of how they steal elections. November 8th is an incredibly important date. And the only way that we win, that we safeguard this election, is to turn out in mass to overwhelm the voter rolls to the point where they cannot statistically cheat. We don't want a repeat of November 3rd, 2020, which, by the way, had a massive turnout. So we're almost there. We're about to see what's going to happen. We're about to hear about the fate of the United States of America. And I don't know what happens on November 9th. I don't know how all this plays out. What are my predictions? If no interference, Republicans are going to win the Senate and the House. They'll win the Senate by probably a four to five seat majority. They'll win the House probably with a good 30 seats. That, that's my prediction. 
if there is interference, if there is cheating on the Democrat side, Republicans will take the House probably by a slim margin, probably like five or six. And it'll be a dead heap in the Senate, 50-50. We'll see what happens. It's uh, going to be a definitely an interesting time for the United States of America. The test of our republic is here. It's exciting as well. I can't say that enough, how exciting it is to be alive right now. To be witnessing this transitional change of society, of culture, of our politic. But there is good news out there. You know, Missouri and Louisiana attorney generals are suing the federal government. And they had requested to dispose uh, multiple people, including Dr. Anthony Fauci. I don't know how we call this guy a doctor, Dr. Dr. Kevorkian or Dr. Death. But the judge has granted it. They filed a motion to block the disposing. The judge denied that. And Anthony Fauci will be deposed on November 23rd in the Missouri-Louisiana social media collusion case. This is, this is pretty big. I'm, I'm curious to what they're going to ask Anthony Fauci at this deposition. Now, this is pertaining to the collusion with social media giants by the federal government. And so there's multiple people, Jen Psaki, who, if you remember a few months back when she was press secretary, had mentioned that they were working directly with Facebook and Twitter to uh, stop misinformation and disinformation, what they consider misinformation and disinformation. And uh, that's, uh, that's called illegal. That's, uh, that's unconstitutional. It's against the United States Constitution. So interesting there. So, basically, when we look at this, and now that we're seeing more information come out about this, we also had that information coming out with the Department of Homeland Security leaked documents the other day, showing that the the social media giants even had a portal, which is quite, sorry, I had a phone call come in there, and I'm like, I can't answer you. They even had a portal of which social media and government could go in there and start communicating with each other. And basically, the social media could share information with the White House and the FBI and the DHS. And the DHS could share information with them in the sense of intelligence. And they could censor any propaganda. The best example of this is what happened with Hunter Biden's laptop previous to the November 2020 election. So, when we look at this case, we have to understand that this case that's happening right now with Missouri and Louisiana is a thousand times bigger than we could ever imagine. Your government, your representatives, the administration, the Biden administration, colluded with big tech to spy on you and censor you, which is an egregious violation of your First Amendment rights. And we have two attorney generals out there, Missouri and Louisiana, that are suing the federal government and are actually getting, making progress in this case. So I'm quite interested to see what happens with this case, especially the deposing of of Anthony Fauci. And we're going to follow this. We're going to we're going to keep on following this. and, And hopefully we get more whistleblowers that come forth, more information that comes forth, because they're still doing it today. 
The, see, the problem is, is the government cannot own information. They cannot say, hey, we are the authority over truth. We are the authority over what is misinformation or disinformation. That's basically what they're saying. When they say we're fighting misinformation or disinformation or propaganda, they're saying that they are the authority of truth. And so when elected officials say that no voter fraud happened in elections that they won, then you have to start asking yourself questions, right? We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Dr. Light Show after this. something happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back with the Dark Delight show. And, and speaking of lawsuits, how about this one? President Donald Trump is suing New York Attorney General Letitia James. Peekaboo! He says, today I filed a lawsuit in Florida State Circuit Court against a corrupt Attorney General of New York State, Letitia Peekaboo James. New York State is one of the most crime-ridden places on earth. 
with murders, robberies, drug deals, and every other form of crime setting records on a weekly basis. While James does nothing to protect New York against violent crimes and criminals, she attacks great and out upstanding businesses which have done nothing wrong, like the very successful job and tax-producing Trump organization that I have painstakingly built over long periods of time, Trump wrote on Truth Social. He goes on to say, crooked and highly partisan James now thinks it is the business of the New York State to go after my revocable trust and pry into my private estate plans, only to look for ways to recklessly injure me, my family, my businesses, and tens of millions of my supporters. If I were not elected president of the United States and now leading in the polls by substantial margins against both Democrats and Republicans, this would not be happening. We have to stand up for our country, fight against illegal persecution, and make America great again. He, you know, he's right on this. He's absolutely right on this. Is that they are dragging him through the ringer. Now, here's the thing about Donald Trump. If there was dirt on Donald Trump of which they could use against him and put him in jail, okay? They would have used it in 2016. They would have used it in 2017, 2018, 2019, and 2020. Understand that. That if this guy was as corrupt and as horrible as the liberal left says he is, they would have found something within the last five years. Now, if you ask uh, someone on the liberal left, they'll say, well, yeah, you had the Mueller investigation, Russia collusion. He was impeached one, two, one time, two times, Russia, 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 the, the phone call with the Ukraine president. Oh, he's corrupt. And oh, and then all those court cases with women coming out. Did you know that Stormy Daniels, who came out and said that Donald Trump, you know, had the pay for play situation with her, had to pay Donald Trump's legal fees? She lost a libel suit in court and had to pay Donald Trump's legal fees, which means that she lied. If Donald Trump was so such a horrible person, in the last five years, they would have thrown him in jail already. And so you know what the New York Attorney General here, peekaboo, She's trying to pry into his trust because they want to embarrass him. They want to make everything in his life as public as possible. They want to drag him through the ringer and try to find one mistake. Just one mistake so they can can persecute and prosecute him. Just absolutely horrible. You know, Lee Zeldin's doing pretty good in the polls. I know you guys are all excited. There's the potential that New York State gets a Republican governor. Oh my goodness. I think I think New York State, I think New York State is going red in five days. I, I really do. I think New York State is going red in five days. I think it's one of the strongholds that they're not going to be able to keep. I think that New York State is so awake right now that they're not going to be able to fight it. That Lee Zeldin is most likely going to be your next governor. And uh, hopefully that brings about massive change to New York State. I'm rooting for you all. I I really am. I'm rooting for you all. But, you know, we have other things happening in the world. The election talk is interesting. But it's interesting how other things come up at the same time during the election talk, right? So Russia is to present evidence 
to the United Nations as well as Western Allied Nations that UK Special Forces are behind the Crimea attacks. Moscow says it has firm evidence that Britain's military assisted with last week's large-scale drone attack on its Black Sea fleet off Crimea. Russia said it plans to summon the British ambassador in the near future in order to present evidence the UK was behind the operation which threatened the collapse of the UN-brokered Ukrainian grain export deal. While Turkey is Ha, uh, well, Russia has on Wednesday announced it is re-entering the grain deal after receiving guarantees from Ukraine and Turkey. It is still pointing the finger at London for sending specialists to help Kiev forces launch Saturday's drone attack. Kremlin officials have yet to provide proof, but stated that following Wednesday, the UK ambassador will be summoned and will be given the appropriate materials, says Foreign Minister Maria Zakharova. Adding the meeting would take place in the near future. The basic materials will be handed over as evidence to the British side and will also be shown on the general public. Zakharova then said the evidence will be published for the world to see following the blistering Saturday statement, which alleged the Ukrainian army launched a drone attack under the leadership of British special specialists in the city of Okshagaviv in southern Ukraine. As one of the as the major drone operation, which likely damaged multiple Russian Navy vessels, the Guardian described. Uh, based on the videos of some of the attacks, Russian Black Sea flagship vessel, the Admiral Markarov, was damaged and possibly disabled during the audacious Ukrainian drone attack over the weekend on the Crimean, Crimean port of Sevastopol, according to examination of the video footage. Now, this comes after we see information that Liv Truss, who was the shortest-serving prime minister in UK history, only 44 days, uh, collaborated with Secretary Anthony Blinken moments after the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines were sabotaged. The minute after it happened, she writes to Blinken and says, it's done. Now, we know that there was a P-8 Poseidon in the air, probably um, sent there by the United States, and Liv Truss was most likely confirming that the pipeline was destroyed in that instance because it's a slow, uh, a closer protocol in the sense of assignment. So we have the UK and the US working together in a proxy war against Russia, and Russia is having nothing to do with it. And so they're going to present this evidence of this drone attack. This is going to be interesting. I'm interested to see where this turns out because, you know, this is the problem. The United Nations Security Council has voted down the probe into the biolabs in Ukraine. That's right. The United Nations Security Council has voted down the Russian proposal to establish a commission to investigate the claims of joint U.S.-Ukraine military biological program. Going back to at least March, Moscow has alleged Ukrainian biolabs have been studying and stockpiling deadly pathogens like anthrax and chlora at the U.S.-sponsored lab, saying further, this is a violation of the 1972 International Convention on Biological Weapons. At Wednesday's Security Council vote, U.S. Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield, yes, U.S. Ambassador, said the United States and its ally, the Ukrainian government, have been through Russia's allegations in Geneva point by point and debunked every single one of them. U.S., Britain, and France voted against Russia's proposal, but crucially, China backed it. While 10 rotating council members abstained, among the 15-nation body. The United States does not have a biological weapons program. There are no Ukrainian biological weapon laboratories supported by the United States. Instead, 
of military biolabs, Washington has presented the following narrative on its program in Ukraine. During a series of UN meetings prompted by Russian allegations, the U.S. has described the non-military biological labs it has supported in Ukraine since the 1990s, including one called the Biological Threat Reduction Program that was created to disassemble the former Soviet Union's programs to reduce legacy threats from nuclear, chemical, and biological weapons left in the Soviet Union's successor states. By the way, the Soviet Union collapsed in the 90s. So they started this program in 2008, and you're telling me that it's still going on 12, 14 years later? Mm-hmm. Okay. One key facility that Russia alleged has uh, have long focused on remains of virology reference laboratory in Kiev. The lab says they got regularly inspected by the World Health Organization team and further that the Russian invasion started and bombs started falling. They destroyed particularly dangerous biological strains they had in storage, according to the lab's director. Russia and China have pointed out that congressional testimony from earlier in the war by the U.S. Undersecretary of State Victoria Nunland was particularly damning and its confirmation that U.S.-backed research in the deadly pathogens at Ukraine facility was actually happening. As for China, during the same month, Newland gave a testimony in Beijing, demanded that Biden administration give a full account of its biological military activities at home and abroad and subject itself to multilateral verification, which the U.S. has denied. Ah, interesting story. We're going to talk about more of this and much, much more on The Dark Delight Show. We'll be right back. The way I always do How was I? Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right. And we were talking about the biolabs there in Ukraine. And for those who don't know, there's over 72 biolabs throughout all of Ukraine, which I think is a little excess. And for the last 14 years, Vladimir Putin has um, exclaimed to the United Nations Security Council, filed multiple complaints that they were using bioweapons, genetically targeted bioweapons against the people in eastern Ukraine in the Donbass region. And Russia has presented multiple points of evidence for this, but nobody cared. And that's one of the reasons why Russia went in there. But the United Nations doesn't care. And, and that's why we're in this conflict today. So it's interesting that the United Nations just doesn't care to play ball. They don't want to investigate anything. You do, you know, you just had, a, what is it, Sweden or one of those uh, northern European countries that was investigating the Nord Stream pipeline call off the investigation due to national security concerns. What was the national security concern? Well, they, they realized that the United States and the UK did it. <laughs> that was the, the national security concern. You know, when you get into the dark side of what's happening in this world, you begin to see really how corrupt and bad it really is. Listen to this. Now, I'm in the cryptocurrency. I teach cryptocurrency masterminds. On October 28th, a cryptocurrency company by the name of MakerDAO, their co-founder, Nikolai Mushijian, tweeted a disturbing message to his followers linking government intelligence agencies to a pedophilia ring allegedly running out of Puerto Rico in the Caribbean islands. His tweet on Twitter read, The CIA, Mossad, and pedo elite are running some kind of sex trafficking entrapment blackmail ring out of Puerto Rico in the Caribbean islands. They're going to frame me with a laptop planted by my ex-girlfriend, who was a spy, 
they will torture me to death. Now, this is kind of interesting, right? Well, guess what? He's dead. Five days after this tweet, he was found dead in uh, the waters in Puerto Rico. Now, he is not the first person that's came out with these types of allegations and then suddenly died. Ted Gunderson, former FBI field agent uh, in, in California. I think he was also the chief of police at the LAPD. He came out and said the same thing for LA and Hollywood. He died. So when we start looking into the dark side of what's really happening here, we see that there's much, much more that they're hiding than just proxy wars and laundering taxpayer money. That the crimes of these people go very, very deep. That the intelligence agencies within this country and throughout the world in collaboration are the kingpins of the crime families. They are the ones that are running the drug trade. They are the ones that are running the human trafficking trade. They are the ones bringing fentanyl into the streets. They are the ones running biolabs. Who knows who they report to or who their bosses are because they surely are not the American people or Congress or Senate or the President. And I can hear people out there right now, how dare you? How dare you? Doing the the Greta Thunberg. Did you know that uh, Greta Thunberg has came out again and said uh, she wants to overthrow the whole capitalist system? Yeah, that's right. She wants to overthrow the whole capitalist system. We need we need socialism so we can pay attention to the planet. We got some news for all these socialists and these communists out there. Every socialist and communist revolution that happened in the 1900s and started, how about this, started with the reign of the new leader, with the killing of everybody who opposed him, and then the killing of everybody who supported him. And only the subservient were allowed to stay. The weak were allowed to stay. That's what you see in socialist and communist countries is you see the weak bowing to the power. They don't want strong, out-of-box thinkers. They don't want leaders. That's how communism and socialism collapse, is when you have people who can lead the masses to freedom and victory. Now, we know we're headed to interesting times. One thing that we've always talked about is the economy. We, we had the, the, the show yesterday was talking with Dr. Kirk Elliott about things that will happen. We had Powell just yesterday release the new interest rate up 0.75%. Um, he says that we might get some uh, decrease in that interest rate in December. I doubt that's going to happen. Inflation is going to continue. Right now, we're seeing the market reacting. I mean, the Dow's at 32,000, which isn't bad. Uh, but it's down 61 points today. The Nasdaq's down 114. Um, we're, we're in the teeter-totter, the totalitarianism, as I've always called it. It's this market volatility and fluctuation that's going to continue to happen. And, and silver and gold right now 
hey, they're they're good investments. They're they're uh, they're pretty affordable as well. But one of the headlines that I saw today was the Bank of England alarm, the longest recession in history. The Bank of England expects the United Kingdom to fall into the longest ever recession. They have warned the UK is facing its longest recession in records. It began to raise rates um, by more than any record since 1933. It warned UK would face a very challenging two-year slump with unemployment nearly doubling by 2025. Bank boss Andrew Bailey warned of a tough road ahead for UK households, but said it had to act forcefully now, and things would get or things would get worse later on. It lifted interest rates three percent from 2.25 to the biggest jump since 1989. The raising rates the bank is trying to bring down soaring prices as the cost of living rises to the fastest rate in 40 years. Not only that, as they're in the midst of a massive energy crisis, and so. This isn't just the UK. This is the United States. We have less than 25 days left of our emergency supply of diesel fuel here in the United States. Right? I know people are counting down saying, no, we only have 19. No, no, no. This is the emergency supply. This is if all the diesel supply stops being produced and stops being shipped around the world, there's a 25-day supply. And where we're at right now, is that seems a likely scenario. That you have the rail workers that potentially could go on strike here in the next few days. They denied Joe Biden's deal. Uh, One of the main ways that diesel fuel gets shipped around the country is train. And so we're heading into the winter. We know the Northeast is facing a dire situation. They are running out of energy. They mainly get their fuels from imports coming from overseas, which are all but depleted. You know, in uh, October of 2020, during one of the debates between Joe Biden and President Trump, Joe Biden said, if you elect that man, there will be a dark winter. I guess he was talking about himself because we are headed into this dark winter. The dark winter has arrived. I mean, you guys are lucky. It's like, what, 70 degrees there. But it's going to eventually get cold. And with the skyrocketing energy prices, with the depletion of the supply chain on energy, this is not a good situation for the United States of America to be going into. The UK is in a recession. They're in an energy crisis they're in a food crisis. Donald Trump just retruthed a prepper website the other day pertaining to the gas prices, the diesel prices. I hope that we get through this winter and nothing severe happens. That the energy crisis is resolved. That Republicans come into the House and the Senate and they start making massive radical changes. Not only investigations into the corrupt radical liberals, but also massive changes to how the United States does business. Because if not, by January, mid-January, mid-February, it could potentially be an incredibly dark winter here. So, with a pending global economic collapse, 
Why is that happening? Well, we have to understand that the economy is one of the main tools used by globalists. It's used by these elitists, used by these people who are propagating the, the push towards a one world government, a new world order. And since they own everything, they can control the economy. And as they control the economy, they can drive it into the ground or they can pump it up at will. And this is what we see in the sense of the teeter-totter. But not only do they control the economy, but they also control the supply chain. And this is where it gets really critical. Because under Donald Trump, we were energy independent, which right now, if Donald Trump was still in office and we had our energy independence, and the whole world was facing this, this energy crisis, the United States would be absolutely fine. There'd be no worries, no concerns. But Joe Biden came in the office, passed 17 executive orders. Out of them, he basically killed energy independence in the United States overnight. And now we're in this situation just two years down the road. What I would recommend to everybody out there is prepare. Is It's better to be prepared for an emergency and a disaster and not have it happen than to have it happen and not be prepared. I think we can all understand that. And so I would recommend having extra water, having an extra source of heat and electricity, having extra blankets, candles, Having food, enough food to last you weeks, months. Every time that I, I buy emergency food supplies, I think uh, how many people are in my household? And I always buy a plus one or plus two. So if I have five people in my household, right, and I'm buying a month's worth of food for five people, I buy for six people or seven people. Because it's better to be safe than sorry, right? And then we have the threat of what? Nuclear war. So we have the economy, nuclear war. You know, you know what this sounds like? It sounds like a plan that's being kind of unraveled. Maybe something like a firestorm event, huh? I've been talking about the firestorm event, <clears throat> excuse me, for two years. Of how they would systematically bring the United States of America and other countries around the world to their knees. And this is exactly what we're seeing unfold right now. Global economic collapse, World War III, social, cultural, political destabilization, attacks on supply chain, attacks on infrastructure. And it's happening globally to every nation on this planet, just about. Stolen elections. All right. Cool. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Dark Delight Show right after that. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using 
promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, back to the Dark Delight show. And yeah, so listen, this global firestorm event that I've always been talking about for months, and I know I haven't talked about it on the show for a while, it's really happening. Um, the reason we knew it would happen around, so it was about, it was about this time in November um, 2020 that I started talking about this. But basically what I did is I looked at the situation in the sense that if I was a global elite and I wanted to implement a world government, what would be the various things that would have to happen worldwide in order to push the people to world government? Well, you'd have to have the majority of the world citizens suffer. And how else do you make them suffer? Well, you starve them, you make them homeless, and you take their wealth. And you get rid of their jobs. That's one way to make the world population suffer. Now, how do you bring about all those situations? Well, you attack the economy, you attack energy infrastructure, you destabilize their political centers so their political centers can't help them in a time when they need it. You devalue their money. You hyperinflate their money, right? One of these situations. You make it so it's almost impossible for them to buy anything. You make it so they can't buy anything because they don't have a job. And so how would you orchestrate a global event that brings about all those different things? And obviously in 2000, end of 2019, we had COVID and they tried their hardest to collapse the economy, to bring it all down to the ground before the 2020 midterm, uh, 2020 general elections. But Donald Trump, you remember, had a V-shaped recovery. Pretty remarkable right there, V-shaped recovery. 
And uh, apparently he still lost that election. Yeah, we don't believe that for an instance. But what happened is that when Joe Biden came in, they began to progress with their plan. The collapse of the United States economy puts a massive plunge into the global economy. They begin shutting down Western nations. And see, there is only a few countries that were standing up against them. These were primarily the BRICS Economic Alliance, Russia being one of the primary ones. And China, obviously, joining in with Russia in an alliance towards this BRIC Economics Alliance and against the globalists because China doesn't want this to happen. Russia doesn't want this to happen. But we're seeing it right now. Japan is on the verge of economic collapse. UK is in a recession, an energy crisis. The United States is pending massive, massive economic crisis, political crisis, social and cultural crisis. For goodness sakes, there's children being let into schools, dressing as cats and pooping in litter boxes in the corner. I mean, if you don't think we have a cultural problem here, you're mistaken. And so, as we move forth, we're going to see the moves and the counter moves. The counter moves are what we're doing right here. We're, we're informing people of what is happening, what is going on. We're telling people, hey, this is the narrative and how it's unraveling. This is what you need to do to prepare. Because the more people that prepare for what's going to happen, when it does happen, you don't suffer. If you don't suffer, there's no pain. If there's no pain, they lose. They want the pain because it's the pain that inflicts the fear. It's the fear that makes you bend the knee. And I'll never bend a knee to global tyranny. I'll never bend a knee to a global government. I'll never bend a knee to turning my back on the United States Constitution. To our rights, our freedoms, and our liberties that we have here in this country. But that's what they want to do. They want to make it so... The United States of America collapses, gives up their constitution, and joins a global charter. And they want to do this before the year 2030. And they are working very, very hard towards that goal right now. We are in the first steps of total global destabilization. Now, this could all hinge on one global event that becomes the catalyst that kicks everything else off in motion. How about this? If you have a global economic collapse, that's going to lead to World War III. If you have World War III, that's going to lead to a global economic collapse. Now, is World War III imminent? I would say so. That the Western nations do not care to de-escalate the situation. They've had multiple opportunities to. Putin himself has called for de-escalation, called for talks, and nothing has happened. Zelensky, we find out, is working directly with the United States Secretary of State and has been told, no, you will not negotiate with Russia. And so we are in a very, very fragile situation here in in the world, globally. This whole world is about to take take a dip into the darkness. But everything that goes into the darkness eventually comes back into the light. 
And that's the beauty of this, is that humanity will prevail. Humanity will go through this very dark time in history and will come out victorious. That these globalists will not win. If you look at history and how all these things always transpire, it's always a level of compromise. That this side wants a one-world government, techno-fascist, totalitarian, oligarchical-controlled state. The other side just wants their nation-states living in a sovereign world with their constitution. And you're going to get something in between. That's typically how all of this goes. Unfortunately, I don't want to give up any rope. We should not have to acquiesce our rights, our freedoms, and our liberties for the assurance of safety. Our federal government is not the bearer or authority of truth. That is actually the antithesis of what the Founding Fathers actually believed. That's why we have the First Amendment. The federal government should not bear any truth and dictate that to the people. Anyways, that's all we have with you for the Dark Delight Show. We're going to do open lines tomorrow on the show, so I expect to see you there. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. Take care. Have a good one. See you tomorrow.